Hello and welcome. We are back again. It's Trucking Answers, the podcast where I come to you only through your ear holes, which most people would agree is the best way to receive me. I'm here with Gracie, my co-host. She's orange and she's awake waiting to chime in at any moment. So be prepared to hear from the trucking cat. So I don't know why she's called that, but uh, so we're still stuck at 42 stuck, stuck at 42 countries, 42 countries. So I thought, which state, you know, are are people in every state? Yes. So I looked at Hawaii and I thought, you know what? There are 13 downloads in Hawaii. What do you think about that? 13 people in Hawaii have done, or maybe one person have listened to 13 episodes. Either way, either way, we are on the Coconut Express ready to go. All right. Today we're going to have a little bit of trucking news, some automotive news, and yet another reason we do not live on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? There's a lot of room. I hear there's a bunch of acreage up for sale there because there's a bunch of idiot, stupid, dumb people here that are wasting our tax dollars when we could be using it to transport ourselves to what is uh, otherwise known as the Red Paradise. So there you go. That's why we're not there. We'll talk about that in a little while. Today, I want to talk about the United Federation of Commercial Drivers. So this is all set up. We are ready to go. We're going to advocate, educate, and take action. And that's what I'd like everyone here to consider doing and consider joining. There will be a link in the description, and that will take you over to the UFCD page. And this is the beginning page. And then also there's a truck driver bill of rights, which I would like to hear from drivers about for additions or changes as we go along. Because as this grows, we'll make some changes, uh, you know, initially. And believe me, we need to take action now. Everything starts at the beginning, okay? Gigantic corporations are started by somebody. It has to start somewhere and it has to start with us. But uh, don't think, oh, I'm going to join and then the next day something changes. No. Okay. We have to come together, though, to get things changed, like the Bill of Rights. Is there some reason that companies should be allowed to send somebody from Virginia to Salt Lake City on a Greyhound bus? Is there a better way to do that for a professional driver? Yes. Do drivers know about this? No. Not when they initially get on it. That's why... Unlike other organizations that lobby Congress and lobby everything, which takes years and years and years and generally results in only minor changes, I believe we will take action on the ground right away. These companies are very susceptible and, you know, bothered by bad press, bad social media, bad, you know, billboards, things like that. And so we can take that kind of action to get them to change their ways. Like I wrote in a recent blog post, we will be the PETA of trucking. And uh, although that sounds funny, they're very effective in their actions because they take actions on the ground, big actions. They'll go out and protest places, buy billboards. and It's very effective. Gigantic corporations bend to what they want them to do. You see, these companies, they just get away with everything because they have organizations and so they're forever in the press. The press talks to them and I can't get the press to talk to me much. Although, although I'm in a current article on Business Insider for which there'll be a link in the show notes. And also I posted that link on the Facebook page 
of uh, this channel. So you can go check it out over there. But I don't get in there as much as I should. And who do they always go talk to? Oh, the ATA and large carriers. And so what we need to do is come together. You see, when you're an organization, they know that you have paying members. They more likely listen to you. They go, oh, that's why OIDA gets in the press many times. They're also CVSA member and many other state and other organization they're members of because governments, people in power all know that they have a lot of members behind them. When they speak, they're speaking for a lot of paying members. And that matters in the press. That matters to the public. When a company does say some stupid thing or whatever, we can go to the press right in their town and get an article out there. We can talk to people in the area and say, no, no, this isn't, they're not great. They're not feeding one kid with every load, okay? What they're doing, you know, right, is not that any company ever says they do that, you know, but here's what's really going on. Here's the backside of it, you know. This is how the sausage is made, as they say. And this is the part that the press doesn't know. And when it gets out, people get upset about it. But we can't get it out when we're just one person. We have to come together. We can also use this to get billboards, right? But billboards cost money, and so we need members for that. You know, we also can use this to educate new drivers, but getting in places, sometimes that takes money and time. You know, I also thought about, which I think would be interesting, getting a bullhorn and going to places and yelling at them. And what we do is alert the press. That's one thing that you can do and say, look, there's this crazy guy yelling at this company from a bullhorn right here in say, I don't know, just pick a random town like Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Let's say, let's say that's just a random town that I just picked up randomly out of my head as a random town. And I was yelling at them in a bullhorn. Do you think the press would come out? Some local reporter would cover that? And they go, what is your issue? That's how you get in there. And then you get to talk to them and they write up an article about it and look into it. Look, this stuff works. And then what we'll do is call to actions. So a company has some kind of issue. This is another thing that I'm considering. And we put out their phone number. And what we all do is ask them the same question and say, what is this thing that you're doing? And we ask them the simple question. Here's how I envision something like that happening. They're out there and, I don't know, they lie about something or whatever, some company, some random company. And then what we all do is call them. And they call the recruiters and ask them the same question. And then we continue to do that. And you can get a Google Voice number for free to use for this so that I'm stuck again. But we don't just call them one time. Okay? We call them numerous times. And we continue to call them and say, look, you need to talk to the United Federation of Commercial Drivers because they have questions for you. And you don't seem to want to answer it. And so each time somebody calls, you give the website. And eventually, eventually, they are going to respond. Because let's say there were, at some point, we get to thousands of members. We all call them. They won't be able to get any recruiting done. And all we're doing, all I'm asking people, is just to ask them a question. That's it. Hey, why do drivers take Greyhound across the country to come and work for you, for example? And you just do that for time and time and time again just in your free time these kind of actions matter these kind of actions matter and of course while we're doing this we'll alert the press to it okay this kind of stuff this stuff matters it matters believe me those kind of calls to action 
they matter. And at the truck show, we all go ask them questions just everywhere. And there's more things. I also envision an attorney. So the one of the first things I'd like to get on is an attorney. And that would be for drivers. I cannot tell you the number of letters, the number of emails that I get from drivers that where their paychecks are withheld. There's things taken out of their check illegally, in my opinion, after reading about it, or their final check is not given to them. And if you send a company, say they keep your last check, you quit somewhere, and they, what are you going to do? Send them an email? They don't care. They get an email from them, like, psh, delete. But, but, but now you get an attorney because you're a member and you have the attorney send them a letter. They get a lawyer letter to their lawyer from your lawyer demanding payment. That matters. They'll take note of that. And what we could do as we get members is get an attorney on that will do these letters at a discount because they're a few hundred dollars to get a letter sent. And that might not be worth it if they only owe you a few hundred dollars. But what if you could get a discount? I'd like to get those down to $50. Really, I don't know what we could do. Maybe that'd be something to work on. And as we get members, all this happens. That's why I'm asking people to join and to spread the word. Send this podcast around, spread the word around and get more people to join. In addition to this, there's a private Facebook group. It's already set up. You can go ask to join that group and get in there. And this is where we'll discuss what we're doing, all those kind of things like that in a private Facebook group. There may be other things. Perhaps Discord would come at some point. Uh, I think the private Facebook group is a good way to start it out. And also, you can either join at this page, you know, that I have set up here in the description. Channel memberships will be open here soon. I'm waiting to hear back. I had, here's pretty interesting. You have to name each level of membership, okay? And each person can name it whatever they want on each channel. And you go around YouTube and see all the different channels and what they've named it. Well, I included Wiener in one of the names and got rejected because you can't use the word Wiener apparently on YouTube because... I guess they just have that word. So rename everything and resubmit it. So I'm waiting to hear back from that. And at one level and above, right, we'll include a membership for people there. That's another way to do it. But the best way to do it would be just to join directly because then YouTube doesn't take a large cut of that money. YouTube takes a large part of that. So, But that is another way to do it, and that helps support everything as it is, you know, as we go along. But look. There's other organizations for companies and for owners, but not really that much for drivers. And drivers need a voice. They need a way to get their message out and to make the industry better for professional drivers. It can be a great job for people for their whole life, a career, even though autonomous, even though, you know, it's a hassle with regulations, you know, and education and all that. This is the voice for drivers. That's what this will be. That's how I envision it. The voice for drivers. Oh, I should use that too. That's very good. But that's how I envision it. So it's truckinganswersnation.com slash UFCD at the moment. It's going to have its own site soon, but that's what it is right now. That will remain as well. So that will always remain. You can always go there. Send people there. You know, check it out. Add to the Bill of Rights. Let me know what you think. More Bill of Rights there should be. Possibly there's a page for that there and a way to join. And then go over to the private Facebook group. Get in there. That's what we're doing. All right. So let's get into a little trucking news. I want to talk about that. But trucking news. Hey, an I-81 of Virginia. Get this. The scales, they can monitor on the road. Now, this is on the interstate as you go by the scale. They can monitor whether you have a flat tire or one of your tires is low. Pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. They said they've been doing it for a year. I had no idea. 
they stopped already 13,000 tires they found that were either low or flat. Now, I don't necessarily blame drivers for this. I will tell you what, get this, last night coming in when I came in to go home, got out of the truck, I checked the tires and everything, one of them was flat on the trailer. Okay, so did I leave it for the next driver? No. All right, I called, this was an extra lease trailer, they have a phone number. I called them up, I, I'll tell you this, kudos to extra lease, and this is not sponsored by extra lease, maybe it should be. I called this dude, right, this is like three in the morning, okay, two minutes, I'm on the phone, got this guy, tell him the trailer number, where it is, and that's it, he goes, all right, we'll, we'll, he goes, well, actually, he asked me, can I schedule it in the morning, or does it need to be fixed right now, I go, well, the trailer leaves in a few hours, so, uh, be really great in the middle of the night. He goes, okay, I'll get somebody right out there. I go, well, I won't be here. So what he goes, well, no problem. He goes, just leave it where we can get to it. So I left it out there and, uh, that's it and left. But, uh, so, but I didn't, when I left with that trailer from the natty, it was not flat. So somewhere between there and getting back, it went flat. And that's where I think a lot of these drivers, and that's why I don't know that drivers should necessarily get a ticket for a flat tire. That can happen when you're driving. I was so light, right? I had no idea. The tire was still on the rim and everything. It was just flat. But they took 13,000 tires off of there. And the problem is drivers get points for that if they're writing that up. And I don't know if that's really right. Either way, I guess the tire should be fixed. They should just say, look, you got a flat. You need to fix it or whatever. I guess if it's all shredded and you're heavy, and that'd be one thing. But, you know, that actually happened to me just last night. That's somewhat, uh, somewhat ironic about that. J.B. Hunt and Waymo are best buds now they fist bumped and they're best buds they're doing a long-term deal where texas right because why the weather they cannot figure out the snow and even rain really but snow no way i don't know why the sensors aren't heated i guess but still they still have to see the road lines because look, the lane keeping sensor on the escape that we have is heated. When you go and start the car and it's all frosty, it heats that up right away. It keeps that melted. So when you're driving in the snow, it keeps that melted. I don't know why they don't do it on semis. That's another story, I suppose. But JB Hunter Waymo are going to be doing the I-45 in Texas with their JB 360 box thing. It says on the trailers that was in the picture of it. That's what they're going to be doing through Texas. Still, look, it is decades away before they figure out the whole country and how to get through the snow. Each state's got to have regulations changed. It's a long time. If you are listening to this right now and you are in high school saying, I want to drive a truck, which I don't know if anybody, I don't remember anybody saying that, but you could be, there's still a career for you in driving. So believe me. Now, uh, for NCI, NCI came out. I'm always curious about these. What do you think? I want to know what you think. What do you think? They gave a driver a 4 million mile award, which you got a jacket. Pretty interesting. Anyway, 4 million safe miles. He's been there at one place 28 years, his whole driving career. So Mark did a little high school, uh, you know, mathematics there, um, public school math. And here's what we came out with. So if he did not take any time off, right 52 weeks a year for 28 years that is 2747 miles per week for 28 years straight is that possible it is possible is it likely maybe 
Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he gets bigger weeks and is able to take time off. I don't know. Maybe he's been running COVID for two years like crazy doing 5,000 miles a week. I don't know. Is it possible? It is possible. It is possible. He got a jacket, pretty fancy jacket, probably. I'll say that's not bad, $100, $150 value after 4 million safe miles at one company. So uh, that might be another reason why companies have an issue with people. So I want to tell you that I'm in Business Insider. So that's check out that link in the show notes. That was pretty good. Uh, also, Washington, did you see this? Oh, my gosh. So. They said, look, <laughs> the state of Washington, we don't have enough people to remove the snow. But the, somebody there looked into it. They fired a bunch of people for not getting vaccined. Can you explain to me why? If you are a snow removal, what do you need a vaccine for? You are by yourself in the truck. It's not like there's 14 people in the truck. It's just you. What's the difference? You can't, you can't drive out there. And, the, and so some of these people said, hey, we're come back to work and help get the snow. And they go, no, thank you. No, thank you. Brilliant. Brilliant. So some people die in accidents because they want to save other people's lives. It doesn't make any sense. This kind of stuff doesn't make any sense. You're by yourself in a snow removal, you know, a plow truck. There's no reason why you can't be in that truck by yourself and not vaccinated. What's the difference? Stupid, stupid, stupid. Lincoln in automotive knows Lincoln sold more cars in China than they did in the United States last year. What do you think about that? They sold 91,000 cars in China and only 86,000 in the U.S. And I'll tell you, I looked at an MKZ, all right, which is a fusion, a dutied up fusion, as I say. And I'll tell you, this is their problem. Now, they're, that's going out of production, but I'll tell you, this is their problem. There's way too much fusion in it. It's all the switch gear, uh, you know, this, everything in it is, is Ford. It isn't like Lincoln specific stuff. A lot of plastics and uh, even though the movie, right? Plastics, a future, but a lot of Ford, a lot of Ford in it. And these, you know, can run into the mid 50s, depending on what you put on it. And I thought, you know what? There's just too much Ford in this to make this special. It isn't really special because it isn't just Lincoln and yeah you get heated rear seats on it but you know that's really the only thing that and a v6 is the only difference between that and a fusion that's the only difference because you can get cooled seats and heated in a fusion as well in the titanium so really heated rear seats and a v6 that's really the only difference that you get and if you don't get the six in it you get the two liter it's a fusion it's a fusion inside and it just isn't worth it and so that might be part of the problem. In China, they don't sell really fusions. They like Lincoln. They love their luxury cars over there. Oh, Lincoln, it's uh, super good or whatever. And they use those cars and drive them to the factories where they make stuff that we buy for 14 cents. So, And they presumably Lincolns, maybe they use the SUVs there because they're bigger. And so they can cart all the kids off to the factories that where they work to uh, sell us all of our cheap junk. Tesla, back in the news in Canada, eh? So Tesla is having problems in Canada doing what? Keeping the inside of their cars warm. This is what I thought when I first saw that they were going to go to heat pumps. Uh, initial Teslas for years had resistive heat, kind of like a toaster. And so what it is, is they run power through lines, right? Electric lines and that heat up and then blow 
a fan over them for heat, just like a toaster works, really, if a toaster had a fan in it. But that takes a lot of energy, a lot of energy. And what Tesla has done recently in a Model Y, and I think the Model 3 gets this also. I'm not sure about that. But the Model Y gets a heat pump, okay, which is way more efficient and works good in the United States, mostly southern areas. Heat pumps, though, as it gets colder out, are not that efficient, and you don't get that much heat out of them. So when we go into Canada, A, eh, and we go way up north with the mooses and squirrels, and we see how cold it is at 10, 20, 30 below, or however much that is in centigrade. I don't know, 300 below zero. I have no idea about the centigrade scales. Anyways, because I went to public school, when it gets that cold, heat pump, they don't pump out enough heat. They're not a heat pump. They're a cool air pump. And so people are complaining it's not even defrosting the windshield because there's no <laughs> there's no hot. That's what they're saying. There's no hot air coming out of it. And so it's being looked at as a safety issue because people can't see what they're doing. Heat pump is not good enough once you're really, really cold. It needs that resistive heater. And I think they should have just left that in there anyways. You can just regulate how much. Look, all cars lose fuel mileage, you know, in the wintertime. You don't get, you know, your best fuel mods at 20 below zero. You just expect that. An electric car, a gas-powered car, or whatever. You just expect it and just eat the extra gas cost to stay warm. This is where you do get a benefit from a gas-powered car, an ice car, as you man-bun-wearing, latte-sipping people might say, ice cars. And so that that is way better. It's just stray heat that we're just going to scavenge and put inside the car. That's way better in the winter time so tesla up on the ropes because they can't heat the inside of their cars and people can't see where they're going yikes that's no good that's no good get the resistive heat or i don't know get out whatever the saying would be on that now i want to bring us to a reason why we're not on mars so we go to kentucky yes that state that is known for being kentucky and we find a guy in his basement. It's a cinder block basement. Some dude sitting there, just sitting on a plastic beach chair because that's all he had. It's aluminum and it's all bent up with most of the slats. Those plastic slats are gone. And he's sitting there looking at himself thinking, you know what? I need to go somewhere. I've got a car, but I ain't got no gas. I wonder how I'm, what I'm going to do. I could go to work, but that takes a long time and that's just a hassle. So he looks around because he's living in a basement and he finds a gas can and a hose. And he's like, all right, I got an idea. And he thinks to himself, hmm, I wonder who would have their, would have gas. Oh, bingo. The police department. So he goes over to the police department and siphons gas out of a police car. Because they always have gas in them, right? And better than that, because he's a millennial that has no idea about anything, he takes a selfie doing it. Yes, and of course, while he's doing the selfie, siphoning the gas, he flips the finger. And he, of naturally, because we can't do anything without posting it, he posts it on social medias. Well, it turns out the picture goes viral. That's what kids say when a lot of people look at something. And people turned him into the police department. 
and he's also known to the police department. Is that amazing? He's already been arrested for other things. You would think somebody like this, like I kind of thought he was like a physician or, you know, some kind of PhD. Turns out, no, he's just an ordinary idiot and went over to get some gas out of the police car. Jail. Guess what? Jail. He had a number of offenses <laughs> damaging a police car, I guess, because gas went down the car and they had to go wash it. And then a couple other uh, charges, theft of uh government property because the gasoline is the property of the government stuff like that because they paid for it with tax dollars love it how about this here's something we could do in the future maybe go get a job and then you can put gas in your own car just an idea just some kind of crazy thought from your pal here at trucking answers so that's why we do not live on mars because now this guy is in jail we now we got to go fill the car back up with gas i don't know what happened to the gas and we got to put this guy in jail, feed him his cheese, one slice of cheese sandwich on dry bread and all this kind of other stuff. Just stupid, stupid, idiot, stupid things that people do. And I can't go live on red paradise land. Crazy. So <laughs> head over to truckinganswernation.com uh, slash UFCD. Uh, go to Business Insider, read the article. Check out Trucking Answers on YouTube, where we've got lots of fun and frivolity. Live show every Monday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Be there. This podcast goes every Tuesday, Friday, weather permitting. Weather permitting. So I always like to say that. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another podcast.